Job chapter 16, verse 1. And Job answereth and saith, 2. I have heard many such things, miserable comforters are ye all. Job is responding after Eliphaz's second speech, and he's telling all of his friends that they are no comfort to him. 3. Is there an end to words of wind, or what doth embolden thee that thou answerest? Eliphaz and Job are saying the same things to each other. Both of them have told each other, you don't know more than I do. And now both of them have told each other, you're just blowing wind. For I also, like you, might speak, if your soul were in my soul's stead. I might join against you with words and nod at you with my head. Job is admitting that the error that his friends are making with him is possibly the same error that he would make with them if he were in their shoes. He is saying, if I had seen you in such torment, I might also have assumed that you had sinned and deserved it. 5. I might harden you with my mouth, and the moving of my lips might be sparing. 6. If I speak, my pain is not restrained, and I cease, what goeth from me? He says, whether I speak or whether I'm silent, I don't get any relief from my pain. 7. Only now it hath wearied me, thou hast desolated all my company. He's saying, God has worn Job out with weariness. God has made his company desolate. Job is even attributing his friend's accusations against him to the Lord. Now, he isn't angry with the Lord or judging the Lord. He's simply believing that every single thing that's coming to him is from God, and that even that God is allowing his friends to be so cold and heartless and accusing. 8. Thou dost loathe me, for a witness it hath been, and rise up against me doth my failure in my face it testifieth. He says, you guys hate me, and my own failures are a witness against me. His anger hath torn, and he hateth me. He hath gnashed at me with his teeth. My adversary sharpeneth his eyes for me. Job is saying that God hates him, and that he has allowed Satan to attack him. Job isn't accusing the Lord of being malicious. He's saying that God refuses to forgive him and is, in a sense, holding his sin against him. But Job is wrong. 10. They have gaped on me with their mouth. In reproach they have smitten my cheeks. Together against me they set themselves. This is a direct foreshadowing or illusion of Jesus Christ before he went to the cross. When he was on trial, the religious leaders slapped him on the cheek, and they tore his beard out. So this is a direct reference of that. 11. God shutteth me up unto the perverse, and to the hands of the wicked turneth me over. God has turned Job over to the wicked. And this is actually true. God did turn Job over to Satan, but with limits. Satan isn't allowed to kill him. 12. At ease I have been, and he breaketh me, and he hath laid hold on my neck, and he breaketh me in pieces, and he raiseth me to him for a mark. Job says that God is making Job an example to the world of what he can do even with a righteous person. And this also is true. God is making Job an example to the world of his power, his sovereignty, his authority to do anything that he wants with our lives. The only part Job doesn't know is coming is that 
God is holding Job as an example of loyalty and righteousness because he remained consistent even in his suffering. He maintained his integrity to love and honor the Lord. 13. Go round against me, do his archers. He splitteth my reins and spareth not. He poureth out to the earth my gall. Gall is a substance in your body that helps you digest. And this sounds a lot like Jesus on the cross, doesn't it? And it also sounds like a passage in the book of Psalm that describes Jesus on the cross, where it says that the dogs have surrounded him as he is being crucified, and it describes him being pierced in the side, and your gallbladder is in your side. The imagery that Job is creating here with his speech is the same type of imagery that King David used when he spoke of Jesus on the cross, and Jesus was pierced. This chapter is another amazing reference in the Old Testament to Jesus on the cross, and it shows us that Job actually had a vision of Jesus on the cross. When we read Isaiah, we'll see that Isaiah had a vision of the Lord on the cross, and when we get to the book of Psalm, we'll see that King David did as well. So the patriarchs saw Jesus crucified. The concept of God's Son being crucified is an ancient concept that goes all the way back to Adam. It is not a New Testament teaching alone. It's throughout the entire Bible, and it's deceptive that people claim that it only originated in the New Testament. 14. He breaketh me, breach upon breach. He runneth upon me as a mighty one. Job feels like he's getting bulldozed by God, totally run over. God is allowing his life to get bulldozed and destroyed. And God also allowed his own son's earthly life to get destroyed. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He took on the punishment for us. And here Job is taking punishment for no fault of his own. So this also foreshadows the Christ to come. 12. Sackcloth I have sown on my skin and have rolled in the dust my horn. Horn means strength. Job isn't saying that he has a physical horn, nor did King David say it when King David talked about his horn. But strong animals like oxen have horns. The horn is used to mean a man's strength. Job is saying that he's rolled his head in the dust. He has no strength left. And he's wearing sackcloth in mourning. 16. My face is foul with weeping, and on mine eyelids is death shade when he closes his eyes, he looks dead. And his face is foul, meaning it's all contorted. You know when you're crying really uncontrollably hard, your face is contorted in an expression of agony. 17. Not for violence in my hands, and my prayer is pure. 18. O earth, do not thou cover my blood, and let there not be a place for my cry. Job says, I'm suffering even though I've never committed violence and my prayers are pure and honest. He isn't praying to the earth as if the earth has any power. This is a figurative language. It's called apostrophe when you talk to something that can't talk back. So Job is saying, O earth, don't cover my blood. Let my blood continue to cry out after I die. Because again, Job expects to die. Job is saying that he's a blameless person dying. This is what happened to Jesus, except Jesus was not only blameless, he was righteous. Job is blameless because his sins have been forgiven. Jesus went on the cross righteous because he never committed sin in the first place. 
you know, no one can die for you except someone who has never sinned. In the Old Testament, they sacrificed animals because animals never sin. They don't know the difference between right and wrong. Therefore, they're not capable of sin. But they aren't righteous because of that very fact that they don't know how to sin. So they can't make a choice. They're innocent by default. But Jesus is righteous because he did know how to sin. He was capable of making a choice. And yet he still chose not to sin throughout his entire life. And that's why his blood is righteous and powerful to restore lives. His blood has way more power than any animal sacrifice did in the Old Testament. Because the animals, when they were sacrificed, that only forgave you of the sins that you repented of before the sacrifice. But Jesus' blood not only forgives you of the sins that you have repented of, but it also transforms you so that you can live dead to yourself and with him alive in you so that you can walk in righteousness in the future. 19. Also now lo, in the heavens is my witness and my testifier in the high places. Job says that even the stars and the angels in heaven know that I am blameless. 20. My interpreter is my friend, unto God hath mine eye dropped. This is really archaic wording, but Job is trying to say that even his friends are speaking against him, which is true. 21. And he reasoneth for a man with God, and a son of man for his friend. Job longs for an interpreter or somebody who can be an attorney on his behalf and speak to God. He longs for somebody who can explain to God his case or his cause, and that is Jesus Christ again. Jesus is our attorney in God's heavenly court, and he tells the Father that he has covered our lives with his blood. And you know, Jesus called us his friends. Jesus is our friend, but we aren't his friend unless we obey him. And Jesus also said that in the New Testament. He didn't proclaim that we're his friends. He proclaimed that he is our friend and that we are his friends if we obey him. And in this case, Job is a friend of the Lord. He obeys. 22. When a few years do come, then a path I return not do I go. Job says that he is going to die within a few years and he'll never return. He's talking about going into Sheol or into the grave. And this kind of surprises me that he thinks he has a few years. Up to this point, I thought that he expected to die any minute. But he still thinks he's going to die very soon. He's been suffering for over seven days. So maybe that's why he thinks his life could prolong a little longer. He didn't die instantly from his disease. In the next chapter, Job's speech is going to continue, but that concludes Job chapter 16.